0: counsel for trade or maybe it's general counsel overall or maybe it's you know the head of compliance and maybe you start there but then you
1: before we get started with the show here's a quick word from our sponsor global training center as trade compliance professionals you want to make sure that your procedures and documentation are completed as correctly as possible to avoid any delays and possible fines we provide a range of trade compliance courses that will fit your needs From in person or web training to recorded on demand courses, we can train one or even thousands on your team through your learning platform or on our portal. We can even customize a private session for your team. Go to globaltrainingcenter.com to find out more.
2: Hey, Andy. um, So we're back. Um, We're, uh, we're, we're, uh gonna have a guest on this show that that, that uh, we both have known forever and uh really looking forward to this. But um I guess I just noticed my camera and I I did the the, the <laughs> the, the biggest mistake in in video and not to wear these kind of shirts that kind of like fizzle you out in, in well, and <laughs> but, I
0: but, but you anyway got I, from just, here. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just noticed it's, that we
3: both got the blue m- memo i think you know too
2: yeah so. but anyway yeah so people will know when they see this on youtube but anyway so so um so how are you doing andy <laughs>
3: hey i'm doing fine actually you know it's that time of year where we uh, you know, it's uh, the, the Earth's axis is changing, so that means seasons are changing. We're going to be springing forward when we're recording this. It's uh, So when we publish it, it's probably going to be all past, but uh, we're about to lose an hour of sleep. But then Congress is trying to push something through to make the uh, daylight savings time permanent um and go from there but i hey listen i'm i'm excited i have been really really busy with a lot of things that i've been working on with the workforce development efforts here in the mid-south saying that i gotta tell you uh i'm excited as far as what we're talking about today because uh you know talk about workforce development the other scenario there is career development for somebody and and you know lalo you and i have talked and we've had some shows on this getting a seat at the board keeping a seat at the board Um, for a logistics, uh, compliance, transportation, all those kinds of different positions, especially compliance. But as we're looking at it, trying to make our jobs a bit more effective, we've been focused a lot on maybe reacting a little bit to situations and keeping your upper management uh, informed how to do it, the best way to go about it, <clears throat> be short and uh, sweet and, and concise, but we're going to take a little different uh, twist today, I think, is that uh, we're going to be looking at how you can take your compliance career and make it more of a strategic one, I think, is, as we get into this. Now, saying that, you know me, I'm like, uh, I, you almost have to draw pictures for me. I'm dumb as a box of rocks. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to talking with uh, our guest today. Um, I agree. So you and want to um, introduce uh, Leslie, you, or you want me to?
2: I sure do. Well, I'll, I'll I'll introduce the the part that I know, and I know you've known her with, with, in other roles. But I've known Leslie. Um, I was introduced to Leslie uh, um, very similarly to um, George Tuttle and Beth um, Pride where they were both part of the uh, OWIT in in uh, Northern California, so up in the uh, Silicon Valley. Um, she was president at the time and uh, kind of invited our, our team here at Global Training Center to be part of that group. And uh, we've been uh, part of that for, since then, but I um, introduced she, she introduced us to her company at the time which was a uh, boomerang Carnets. Um and uh, since that time she's uh, become an independent investor or um, uh, in in how can I say this uh, she'll, she'll she'll correct me I know but in uh, trade related uh, businesses where she she um, um, helps uh, companies or, or can help companies but um, I don't know Andy maybe you have more also insight on that
3: well, Leslie and I, yes, definitely. We've known each other for many years, um, and I will say that, yeah, we've we've gone, we've been up and down through a lot of different issues on things, and uh, worked uh, mutually on uh, some issues. And uh, you know, she actually uh, left Boomerang at the time. I happened to follow her. And saw how expansive her uh, reach was within the company and her knowledge and and things. And it made my job a little easier and some transitions, I'll say, uh, on some uh, issues there. But uh, all said and done, Leslie's one of these that is a lot of folks know and uh, has uh, got a great network, great person to be around, has a lot of knowledge. So with that, folks, welcome uh, Leslie August to uh, Simply Trade. Thank you for joining us, Leslie. We appreciate you uh, coming on board here.
0: Hey, thank you both so much. Um, It is really nice to be on, on this podcast with both of you who I've known for so long and have so much respect for. Um, thanks for the shout out, Lalo, to uh, Women in International Trade, Northern California, WITNC. Um, still still going strong through the pandemic, so I appreciate that. And also for um, uh, Global Trading Center's support of WITNC um, and involvement there as a sponsor. That's very much appreciated. And just to, to just build a little bit on... Um, what both Lalo and Andy said about my background. My background in trade is primarily in trade facilitation, not as much technically on the compliance side. It's much more on the bo- surety bonding, insurance, um, customs clearance, those aspects of, of trade facilitation. And sometimes I tell people who aren't involved in compliance or trade um, that my most of my history in trade is dealing with cross-border financial guarantees. And then you just stay totally out of ATA Carnet, customs bonds, or... Anything that's, um, that's trade jargon. And then, as Lalo said most recently, I have uh, gone on an independent track, uh, either investing in companies in uh, mostly trade services, but also doing um, – uh, various types of consulting and business advice, particularly on growth and marketing in those for those businesses. So that's a little little background on me.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say that the way i uh, would uh, put forward is because uh, your your experience in that and and a lot of mine, not all of it, I, I've got quite a broad base of uh, experience, but is uh, helping. You know american companies or or even the international companies for that matter anybody that's interested but helping companies stimulate international trade and there's a lot of a lot of tools if you will that will facilitate that you mentioned some of them with some of the terms the carnets the bonds the um different things of the incentives to try and create that stimulation of uh, of international trade so that all said one of the things that comes into play is why should somebody consider if they're going through a a career track, why do you think they, as far as what you were talking about, and beforehand folks, we were uh, Leslie and and Lalo and I were talking a little bit, is that she made a statement here is like, why does this be uh, such a big deal? I mean, how can you take, a compliance career that's more reactionary and saying across the T's dot the I's and saying, yes, you can do this or no, you you can't to more of a strategic role in what you were talking about.
0: Yeah. So, um, I like this topic and I think it's important as people who are in trade compliance, Compliance roles consider what their career options are and how they can best serve the companies that they're working for. And I believe that if you only consider your role one of helping your company stay out of trouble or helping your company stay compliant, you have the potential to limit the scope of what you're capable of and what your company is capable of in terms of considering how you help the company. There's the comparison of the compliance role being and the compliance department being purely a cost center. If you can align yourself with the groups that are opening markets for your company overseas, you now become part of the profit center because you're now talking about enabling your company to make more sales by getting into these foreign markets.
3: Well, with that, and, and again, for our, uh, for, especially if you're new to this, if you're talking about cost centers and profit centers, cost center is obviously a cost of doing business. So what you're just saying is moving from a cost center being a cost uh, uh, of doing business type function to now moving into, let's compare it to, for example, marketing. Marketing is going to look at, and, and somebody will say in the company, let's say, I have a widget. I want to sell this widget in, let's say, India. We'll just pick a country right now. Marketing will have to do the research to say, is there a market for our product? And if so, would we be able to penetrate that market? And it, hence, moving it from a strategic scenario into more of a expanding. Well, it still be strategic, I guess, from a cost center to strategic. So you're looking at saying, let's take the compliance and align with that marketing align with the sales to say, yeah, is there a market in there? It was like, well, if we're going to sell in there, are there any restrictions or something? So you start looking at being proactive and In doing the planning part, right
0: well definitely yes you'll be if you position yourself that way and if you position the role that way, you will be desired in the planning stage because what you've essentially said is marketing you 've done all your research, you know that there's a market for our products there um, And you've got a plan for how to penetrate that market. But without me, trade compliance professional, you can't get in there. So I am actually the key to opening that market. And opening that market is a function of business development, business growth, and increasing sales.
3: So in other words, somebody will have the vision to say, can we expand into this area? Marketing does their research and all that. And you're saying that from a compliance perspective, it would be part of the group to make the vision reality.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- I I think that the role of the compliance person is can be shifted from purely analyzing the regulations and advising what steps to take to get into into that country with the product to being part of the strategic plan to penetrate the market so it's not this is a cost that we have to incur in order to get into the market and we want to minimize that cost because it's it doesn't have anything to do with our success in the market to our success is our success is dependent on this and therefore this role is extremely important in opening markets not okay uh, yeah not a necessary evil
3: right all right, with that, let's play that out a little bit cuz I would think in making it reality, it's it's part of not only doing business into and out of that country, but it would be a case that you would need to align also with probably you know the 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 tax accounting side that's going to look at it to say, you know, it's okay to tr- to investigate how to avoid having to pay certain taxes. Are there certain things you need to do? Case in point, if you source completely from a, let's say in this case, a U.S. domestic, you're going into a country that you're trying to expand into, would it be advantageous to source some of the products, services, or whatever, either in that country or in that region along those lines, right?
0: It definitely would be part of the consideration because you have to consider the cost of importing the goods to that country or importing the source materials to that country versus doing it in country and all the different management challenges, manufacturing challenges that may exist there. So that's going to be part of the analysis. And in your role as a trade compliance professional, you are advising on the best and most efficient way to get those items in. And so you're going to be, you're going to have an integral role. And, you know, oftentimes we find that, um, compliance is under legal or maybe under supply chain. It's, it's shifted over the years. Um, sometimes it's under corporate compliance these days. I think that one of the, um, one of the trends that we're going to see as companies start to realize how important the trade compliance role is in opening up new markets is having it aligned with finance because finance Mm -hmm. is doing all that analysis on where can we go in cost effectively? Where can we make a profit? Maybe we can't go, maybe we can't make this work in Brazil, but maybe we can make it work in India. Right. But they need the trade compliance professional to make those determinations.
3: So how do you suggest or what do you suggest that somebody should do to try and make their case and and where would you start to try and start that alignment?
1: Hi everyone! Are you loving our podcast? Do you feel like watching instead of just listening to our episodes? We have started to share our podcast videos on our trade community www.crowd.trade where you can view the complete show, comment and carry conversations with your peers. We have built a trade community around our training courses and different resources for you to collaborate and gain the knowledge you are looking for. Head over to crowd.trade and register for your free account. Let's start trading.
0: Well, I think it depends on what stage you're in with the company that you're with. I think Mm -hmm. one thing you can do to see if the corporate culture is at least open to this whole kind of shift in perspective when you're trying to get the job, kind of put it out there that you see your role potentially uh, with other facets to it than simply making sure that the company stays out of trouble. That you see that, you know, compliance can bring additional perspectives and data to the company that they may or may not already be considering. Then you know whether or not if, the, if they're receptive to it, then you know that you're coming into a company that might be open to seeing compliance from a little bit different perspective. If you're already in the role or if you're already in a role, I think um, it really it really will be you starting to shift your, um, your image in a sense how you project the compliance role, where you, um, where you provide resources and support and assistance up the chain. And mm-hmm. so how you do that will help other people see you as an indispensable part of getting into new markets as opposed to the reason why we're not going to be able to get into that new market. And it's it's a little bit of that old thing. Are you the yes person or the no person in the company, right? Um, yeah. You know, and, and the compliance yeah, person that, is the yes, but person.
2: Right. That's pretty similar to what we've discussed in previous episodes, uh, Leslie, which um, everybody has heard Andy say the the pooper scooper at the end of the parade. You want to be the one that that gets involved in the beginning and not at the end when you need to clean up things that yeah. should should have and could have been prevent it early on. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, and that's um, part of positioning yourself I think is using terminology like I'm here to prevent problems from arising. I want my role to be more in a preventative role than in a crisis management or problem-solving role. Like you say, at the end of the pet parade, I'm the pooper scooper. No, I'm passing out the bags at the beginning of the parade (laughs) (laughs) so that everybody's prepared, right? (laughs) And I I wanted to go back to something you said um, a little earlier in your comments about offering more than one, offering a solution rather than just saying, no, that's not going to work because of the labor issue or whatever. I really think that one of the ways you position yourself to be in a more highly respected role is to offer multiple possible solutions, you're all of a sudden thought of as an idea person, a creative person, somebody who can work within the limitations and still solve the problem. And one mentor of mine many, many years ago used to say, um, if you can only think of two solutions, you don't have every, because no problem only has two solutions. You should always be thinking of at least three different solutions. So if it's if it's black or white, somewhere in there there's a gray or a beige, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> or an off white. But it takes and, and a
3: different perspective for maybe to trigger yeah. that to say, "Hey, here we go."
0: Yeah, yeah, and I do want to say, you know, getting that role at the board table—that's not an easy road to navigate. Um, in most in most situations, but I do think as a compliance professional, you're going to have an easier time of it if you can engineer your role as opening global markets rather than compliance and regulation. And that's exactly what um, one of my favorite people in trade, uh, David Feinstein at Tesla, did when he he is my example of somebody who has done exactly what we're talking about absolutely beautifully. Um, starting in you know supply chain and trade compliance at Tesla, and working his way through the organization through his career up to a board seat as part of emerging global markets, still, overseeing compliance, and eventually became one of three directors on the board of the Indian subsidiary that they set up, I think it was in 2021. Um, So there's a a career trajectory that those of you that want to achieve on that level could actually mirror or model, um, because he did it very successfully. And he, he He has talked about this in other public forums, so I'm not saying anything out of school here. Um, He's been on panels and talked about it before, um, just so everybody knows that this is is not private information.
2: (laughs) You didn't out him or anything?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) All
3: right. So here's, I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit. I mean, you've already mentioned something about that I think is important where I can tell you in my personal life, I never had a mentor. I didn't know because I, I personally, I've been on my own since I was 16 years old. So I didn't have somebody guiding me along the ways. And, and so I have realized how important it is to have a mentor, uh, which is excellent. And you got to reach out and, and, and do that as well as consider looking around or down the chain to see who could you be a mentor to. And, and that'll help you. But uh mentoring is one thing, but then the other thing is that, okay, let's talk about, you want to expand, help the company expand into different uh, markets. It is difficult to really comprehend and, you know, just let alone read all the information that you, is out there, but also comprehend the vast amounts of information that's coming to you you know, from all over the globe regarding, you know, imports, exports, sanctions, laws, regulations, all that. So what would you recommend, Leslie, for somebody to do to prioritize? How how would you recommend them to get prepared to provide some information up the chain or whatever and, and develop that knowledge or, or proficiency of knowledge for whatever topics, countries, whatever they're looking at? What would you Uh, suggest for somebody.
0: I think I would take it, uh, I would approach it from what, where does the, where is the company currently looking to expand? And it, and it may not be simply, we're going to go into another country. It may be even, we're going to introduce a new product into an existing country that we're, that we're in right? We're already in Turkey, but we want to bring another product there that we haven't brought there before. But find those opportunities and then educate yourself very specifically on that situation. So you don't have to learn everything. You don't have to learn, you know, there's probably, you know, 90% of the countries in the world that your company is never going to go into. Focus on the ones that they are already in, the ones you've heard them planning to go into, and maybe even a little bit longer-term ones that are on their longer-term plan, and start getting educated. And if you can find a problem that they're dealing with right now in a situation where they're trying to get a product in or there's a country that you're working on, start to position yourself as the facilitator of that situation rather than the compliance person in the situation. That's that's kind of how I would triage it and not get overwhelmed. And also bringing your expertise and your support to when some when there's a problem they're going to listen to you i mean we saw this with 301 tariffs right um or when new sanctions came out all of a sudden you know trade compliance director is is on speed dial of the ceo never happened before so go where the problem is and then be part of the solution
3: definitely it's like it's it's what... There's so much that we could sit there and we could peel off and, and go into a whole lot more detail into, um, in 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 the overall of this. This is like prioritizing where the company's going, or like you said, a specific country, and and uh, and penetrating that market even more is uh, get up to speed with that. But I would say if there is a current problem with that, um, the other thing would be to come along softly don't come in as like you're going to save the day. it's just like you know what get your your facts together and say then offer here's a couple of suggestions whatever and eventually you'll be getting direct communication on it but for right now whoever's involved just say here's something to give some thought to and and then you lay it out if they take and run with it and you're left behind okay but the next go around you know don't worry the best thing you could do is figure out how to make others look like heroes because they're going to come back and go, mm-hmm. man, I, I need this person at the table and, and go from there.
0: Right. I love it. One strategy, actually, it's not a strategy. One tactic that um, I heard a trade professional compliance professional use during the beginning of the three Oh one tariffs um, was scheduling a specific day of the week, Um, where they would send an email that was specifically addressing a problem that their boss was having or a challenge that the company was having that their boss was involved in and providing a very useful piece of information or knowledge. Um, Just, you know, take it or leave it kind of thing, not pushing it on the person, but being a resource with maybe another point of view. Maybe they find out how somebody else is doing something. Maybe they talk to a colleague in another company that has a similar problem and they can bring a new perspective to it. But just be a regular uh, source of information and intel to your boss and use that as a way to be seen as a go-to person, somebody that's thinking beyond the day-to-day
2: Recently, and I would say, ever since the previous administration has been one of those things where it's been in the forefront, you know. And and all of a sudden, like Leslie's just said, right now, um, all of a sudden the the trade compliance person is on speed dial for everybody, you know. And and uh, the, anybody and the executives, you know, because they're wondering, well, we all of a sudden have this new tariff, or or you know, now they're enforcing this or that, you know. So, but yeah, it, it, this is very good for someone to know. But a different angle, right, Andy? Because uh, we've talked before about getting that seat in the table, but now we're talking about, Leslie made a very good point, is how she's talking about how to, I don't want to say take advantage of it and make it, you know, but at the same time, use that to your advantage to to, to work your way up that to that executive table and be a director, you know? So I I, I like uh, how the direction we took on this show. Right.
3: All said and done, I guess we need to bring it to a close. So, Leslie, what an absolute pleasure it has been to talk with you today. I thank you so much for joining us on Simply Trade.
0: Thanks so much. My pleasure. Um, I I love the topic. I love talking about opportunities and how people can grow and develop and the changing face of trade compliance as the role develops within the corporate world. So thank you guys for bringing it um, as a topic today. I appreciate that.
3: Oh. Well, what a pleasure. And for our listeners, listen, uh, one of the things is we're going to have uh, Leslie's contact information on our show notes. And definitely if you've got, uh, if you're a, a trade related uh, company that you're looking maybe for investor or some advice or whatever, or even if you are a coming up uh, going through some things and you have some uh, career discussions and questions, reach out to Leslie. She is a valuable resource and if she doesn't know somebody directly to deal with it, she can probably find somebody for you uh, to refer you to if she can't handle it herself. So.
2: By the time this air, this airs, uh, we would have already come back from uh, ICPA and, and, uh, and had the, the networking that we just talked about. But I just want to remind everyone to um, for all our new listeners that we might have picked up there at ICPA is to um, follow us, subscribe to our channel and uh and comment you know and rate us you know any um we're so lucky right now we have more than one rating on on uh on uh on uh on, uh, on apple podcast even though we're such a small um podcast right now but uh we um we still have five stars so that's pretty good but i do want to see you know if someone doesn't like what we're saying it'd be nice to know you know just so that we can um change it or 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 see why you know and include content that they may be looking for so uh, we'd be more than glad to do that but we don't know if you don't comment especially if
3: you like what we're doing we're going to keep on we need to hear that too so with all of that i guess we bid everybody have a great day
2: thank you very much for joining us simply trade is brought to you by the generous contributions of global training center You can follow the show and GTC on LinkedIn or Twitter and other social networks. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Also, make sure that you share this with a friend and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. We really like hearing from you. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest in the show or would like to sponsor Simply Trade or suggest any topic you would like for us to discuss, please contact us via email at simplytrade@globaltrainingcenter.com or You can DM us on Twitter at SimplyTradePod. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. Happy trading. Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situations. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error free. The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.